It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. Yeah. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I am Radio Matt. Ooh, that's new, and I'm Mo. <laughs> Stage <laughs> Manager Matt was a long, full mouthful, really. Okay. I'm just going with Radio Matt. That's what I'm Ra- doing now. Radio Matt, There's not the other Radiohead. Matt. There's the main but- Matt. From not Radiohead, no. The main Matt from LTN, and I get to be Radio Matt. I've decided. Uh, <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> uh, and I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you're listening on our uh, podcast feed, then you're late to the game, and you're missing out on all that we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and search in favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, COVID Wars 24, the curve strikes back. Great. <laughs> we also got a Who Said It quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts and more. But first, today is Monday, December 7th, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It is National Cotton Candy Day. And okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like me some cotton candy. Yeah. I like getting like a big thing of cotton candy and squishing it down into the all the air is gone out of it and it's just this tiny little cube and trying to chew on that. You're strange. <laughs> Have you ever tried it? No, but Well, that... then back off. <laughs> uh, you want to know a fun fact about my husband? Absolutely. And listen, here's the thing. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There's a precursor to the fun fact. Hold on. Hold on. So for the longest time, Chris did not listen to the show. Like it was a running joke mm. that he just doesn't listen to us. Major doesn't listen to us either. <laughs> well, then we go on a road trip and he decides, hey, now's a good time for me to catch up on the shows. And I forget some of the things that I say <laughs> while we're recording. And so like, yeah. I got an earful because apparently I called him a poser on <laughs> yeah, one of the shows. The skater thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I listened to that one again recently. Yeah. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm about to air something else <laughs> that he's probably going to be like, really? Really? <laughs> but not until the next road trip. So. Not, uh, I don't know because I caught him today watching the taste test from last oh, week. Oh, that's right. He was the first person to like that. And I was video. like, okay, well. I was a little well, surprised. Yeah. <laughs> We've got ourselves a new fan. <laughs> it's my husband. <laughs> anyway, he actually, his dad was a carpenter. He grew up doing a lot of work, a lot of housing projects with his dad in the summer. And Chris was always very small. He was the youngest in his family and was always very thin and lean. And so he was sent in to do like the tight jobs where you got to squeeze in mm, and, yeah. you know, take care of things. He was the only one that could really fit. <laughs> um, so one of those jobs ended up being something within a roof in an attic and he got covered in insulation. Oh, and 
insulation itchy it's itchy like when it gets on your bare skin it's incredibly itchy it like gets into your skin yes yeah Yeah. and so my poor husband we were talking about how my son may have trauma from before we started recording i think chris has trauma from from that he cannot look at cotton candy without like (laughs) cringing because to him it looks exactly exactly like like insulation so if our kids get cotton candy they are not allowed to get the pink cotton candy it has to be (laughs) the blue the multicolor the dr pepper flavor Uh uh-huh not the pink. Yeah. I get it. He refuses. So <laughs> while I do like cotton candy, it's been like 15 years since I've actually been able to have real cotton candy. So you're saying that if you and Chris were in a fight, one of the the, the meanest things you could do is wake him up by rubbing cotton candy on his face. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> just gently, just to... You can hear that. Just like that right on the face. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's, I, there's how you get back at him next time he wins an argument. I don't I don't think even I am that mean to do that. And yeah, I would probably just give him a wet willy which he also really 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 hates, but at least I know that he could forgive me for that. I don't think he could forgive me for cotton candy. I mean, you could stage an intervention kind of thing where you make him sit on a chair made of cotton candy. Oh, my gosh. But he would get up and he would not be itchy and maybe that would cure it. It would be like, you know, you know, on TV when you get bonked in the head and you lose your memory and then you get bonked in the head and you get it back. This is kind of like that. Get covered in insulation. Have a terrible uh, fear. Get covered in cotton candy that looks like insulation and you're cured. And then you could eat it. He's, <laughs> he is going to be so upset with you when he listens to this. <laughs> Look, I'm not a medical professional, so don't uh, implement my, my plans to anybody. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> um, hey, and it's also National Letter Writing Day. I used to write letters all the time. Yeah, and then there was writer. email. No, even before that. I mean, I mean, sorry, even after that. Oh, I was like, <laughs> duh. <laughs> no, even after emails, I preferred letters. And then, like, high school, of course, like, notes. Yeah. But I would draft long, like, multiple-page notes that would be super thick when you folded them into the little... The triangle. Little triangle thing, uh-huh. yeah. Yep. I'm a big fan. I feel like I'm much more eloquent in letters. Yeah. Than I, or, well, I mean, writing, period. Mm-hmm. Me too. Than I am as a person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> m- our friend Samantha and I actually got into it one time because I like we were air- airing some things between the two of us, and I went through this whole long line of like, "This is everything that I need to tell you. This is everything that I need to say." And then she just sent back, "Okay." <laughs> And I was like, you have to give me more than that. And she's like, "No, you're a better writer than I am. I'm not even gonna try." I was like. Fine, then call me and talk. <laughs> but that's how I am. I Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or I just need to get something off my chest or I post to Facebook or whatever, Yeah, I enjoy you write, writing. You write very compellingly. I think I feel like I write better than I talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can go back and erase when I write. I can't really go back and erase <laughs> when I talk. Right, and that's why you get in trouble at home. With Chris. Or even here while recording and then he hears it. So, you know, 
Hey. <laughs> Fun times. So, uh, cards on the table, guys. Uh, last last time uh, we were together, we recorded two weeks of shows prior to Thanksgiving. So, Ooh. last week's episodes, which were after Thanksgiving, we hadn't actually gotten back from Thanksgiving. When and y'all couldn't even tell. It couldn't sounded tell. perfect. <laughs> minus the fact that I called myself Matt. That was great. <laughs> I listened to that a hundred times. I did too, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is actually the first show back after Thanksgiving for us. And uh, Mo went to the land of the free. I did not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I stayed in my home. In New Mexico. How did your Thanksgiving go? <laughs> it was good. It was actually, it was very good. Um, did, uh, for some reason, I don't know why, but Kara and I did a lot more shopping than we needed to. And by shopping, I mean like we bought food for the week every day. <laughs> I I was just thinking about this this morning as I was going through trying to look through some old pictures and gather some things together. And I was like, man... I took like a third of the pictures this trip than what I typically take, Yeah, you know, when, when we go visit them. And I was just like, what did we spend our time doing? We had a whole week. What did we spend our time doing? Oh yeah. Grocery shopping. <laughs> I don't know why. I really don't. Mainly because Kara has taken on an endeavor as a pampered chef consultant. And oh, so right. yeah, we I did a that. lot of like cooking and baking with her pampered chef tools so that we could, you know, bump her business. And it required a lot of different recipes and, <laughs> and grocery shopping and random food items. That's um, fun. Yeah. What'd you have for Thanksgiving? Uh, Thanksgiving. But I mean, what'd you eat? What would you think we ate? There are people we had that go different routes. Turkey. What kind? Fried. All right. We had fried turkey, uh, <laughs> which that was loads of fun because... We filled the pot up too high with the oil. <laughs> and so, oh, you would have been so proud of me. I played the best joke. Okay. <laughs> so Chris and Kevin are out there trying to get the turkey in the fryer. Okay. Realizing pretty quickly, we have way too much oil in this thing. It's going <laughs> to overflow. Cause a fire. This is what causes all these house fires every year. Exactly. So Chris is like, Girls, can you please go inside, go get like a big ladle or something so we can start scooping some of this oil out. And I was like, okay, yeah, we'll go in. So Karen and I rush in and we're looking through her utensil drawer trying to find something. And I, of course, find a slotted spoon. <laughs> so I tell Kara, Kara's like, oh, we've got to find something. Come on. Let and I'm like, I'm just going to carry this out there and just see what they say. You know, the spoon that has all the holes in the bottom. And I told Kara, I was like, you hold this pot. We had a second pot so that we could, you know, scoop the oil from said frying pot into smaller boiling pot. Um, I said, you just carry this pot, but hide the actual ladle so they don't see it. So they really think we're using this slotted spoon, you know? <laughs> so we walk out there and we're like, okay, guys, we're, we're coming, we're coming. We walk over and I see Chris look at me and he looks at the spoon and looks at Kevin and he goes, well, what do you think you're going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? It, it's a spoon, right? You asked. 
And he's just looking at me with a straight face like, you have got to be kidding me right now. I know you're not this dumb. But I sold it. Like, I, we walked right up to the pot. I was really proud of Kara, too. She didn't, like, bust out laughing or anything. We walked right up to the pot, and I go to stick that spoon down in there, and she pulls out the big ladle. And Chris was like, I was really about to lose it on you. <laughs> It was so fun. I refuse to believe I married to someone <laughs> this dense. It was so fun. I was so proud of myself. It was one of those jokes that I was like, yes, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. Um, so we had fried turkey dressing, as Kara calls it, not stuffing. Mm-hmm. Um, cranberry sauce from the can, because that's the only that's way the to only go. Way. <laughs> uh, rolls, Hawaiian sweet rolls. Yes, that's what we did, too. Green bean casserole. I don't remember what else. (laughs) I know that there were, oh, mashed potatoes and also sweet potatoes. Mm, Okay. What was the best dish of the meal? Honestly, Mm -hmm. it all sucked. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I left hungry. (laughs) No, but... We had like a thousand desserts. We made an apple pie, a pecan pie, little cakes. Uh, oh, man. Kara's going to be mad at me that I don't remember what they are. <laughs> um, and then a pumpkin roll. The mm. desserts were the best. Okay, but what actual food? No, the I desserts were the best. And even with the dessert, you can't just Why? say all the desserts. You need to pick one. The pecan pie was the best. All right. <laughs> um, I guess I would probably say the, hmm, I don't know. Maybe. <sighs> <laughs> if you had to Do go I back have to, to the table just one? and you could only put one more thing on your plate, what would it be? The sweet potatoes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which I made. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tooting your own horn. Got it. Beep beep. Uh, we had we had an illegal Thanksgiving oh. with all the family over there. That's always fun. we're all, I mean we're all exposed to each other anyway because of yeah. church. But uh, in case anyone's you know police listening uh, or the governor, um, we <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Governor's a fan, right? That um, would be so cool. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. How are you? <laughs> Hey, Shelly. <laughs> We're friends. We're buddies. Mm. Um, no, we uh, we went over there. We had our, our Thanksgiving. It was, uh, what is it? I guess it's smoked. We had a smoked turkey. Okay. It was very good. Um, but uh, most of the same stuff that you mentioned. Uh, but in addition, they have Armenian rice. Yeah. Which uh, I think I told you. They've had it every Thanksgiving mm-hmm. since I've been a part of the family 20 years ago. Yeah. And for 15 of those years or so, I hated this stuff. Mm-hmm. It smelled awful. It looked terrible. I tried it like seven times, and every time I had to spit it out. And for some reason, five years ago, it clicked. I tasted it one more time. I'm like, this is amazing. And now it's it, this was my favorite thing. If I could have just taken the Armenian rice and just eaten that myself, it would have been a fantastic Thanksgiving. I would have enjoyed it. Uh, no, everything was really good, but that was definitely my favorite dish. Uh, followed by the the Hawaiian sweet rolls. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're the perfect bread. You exactly. Can't, you can't. Uh, we, uh, oh, and I've also been told that's the bread you need when we do the one chip challenge. Oh, okay. Both before you eat it. Like and after? Like you put some in your belly, and then it'll also help your tongue. 
Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I don't know. I ain't going to argue but it, I'm though. Gonna bring a, I'll bring a thing for us. Okay. All right. Ooh, it's going to be fun, guys. going to be fun. Oh, gosh. Uh, Chris is actually very excited for that now. Is he going to come? He is he's going gonna to come, come. He's going to yes. come and narrate us while we're in pain. He's been practicing his lines. He'll be very proud. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we also had some other uh, fun news we got to share <gasps> beginning on Thanksgiving with our family. And dun, that dun, dun. My wife is pregnant now with our third child and hopefully last child. <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if it was twins? No. It oh, be. it would be it hilarious. Uh, so, so she is, funny. yeah, she's currently in the throes of horrible all day morning sickness. Uh, poor Deidre. Poor Deidre. Can't, can't get anything done around the house. And then I tried to help her out last week and I threw out my back just cleaning the house. And so I've been also mostly useless for the rest of the last week. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Sounds fun. So our decorations are half put up at the house. Our house is just getting messier and messier. Uh, the boys don't clean. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I just, I think this is how we're going to live for the rest of December. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the rest of the trimester. Cause that's how long it lasted with Johnny in mm-hmm. the last one. It's 2020. Yeah. So, Hey, why not? I why watched not? Uh, speaking of that, I watched a really nice video about how 2021 is going to be much worse than 2020. Yeah. We might talk about that next, uh, next week. Hey, just going to be. Uh, a downer of <laughs> downer of a show. I you just, come here for for uplifting laughter, and hmm. we're just gonna knock that right out of you real quick. No, <laughs> we're not positive, encouraging. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a break right there. When we come back, what's the first Christmas movie that you watch every year? But first, a new back row binge watch. Stick around. This game is still going on. It's 2 a.m. What if someone gets hurt and the police come? They'll think I'm a bad dean. There's classes in the morning. This has to stop. Put me in the game because I'll take everyone out. I play paintball three times a week, bro. But it wouldn't be fair. You're not a student. But you can change that, can't you? Huh? Enroll me in a class. <laughs> <laughs> What are your interests? Arts and crafts. Oh, I yeah. do watercolors. Cool. In the 23rd episode of the first season of Community, we see Dean Pelton and Senior Chang waiting for this game of paintball assassin to end after it's gotten so far out of hand and blown way out of proportion. And it's gotten to the point where they're thinking of taking some drastic measures. Kind of sounds like what we're living in now, right? Truthfully, it's crazy that what started as 15 days to slow the spread back in March has become, uh, well, months long. Now the year's almost over. And couple that with the protests and the riots and the election, we are feeling more divided than ever. Even over a simple thing like, should we have to wear a mask? 
we we turn on each other like like animals. Frankly, we're all praying for the end of 2020 to come quickly, but really, there's no guarantee that all of this garbage doesn't continue on into next year. We don't know when this is going to end, and that lack of knowledge is driving us crazy. What it comes down to is worry. We're worried that life will never get back to the way it was. We're worried about catching the virus, and we're worried that racial division is never going to cease. So much worry with no timeline ahead of us to give us any kind of hope of an ending. But the psalmist reminds us in Psalm 46, verses 9 through 11, he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's only natural to be afraid right now. It's only natural to worry about the state of our nation, the state of our world. But in reality, if you're a believer, God is telling you he's taking care of things in his own time. Just be still and know that he is there, he is God, and he is in control. And the more we remind ourselves of that fact, the easier it will be to let the days pass without struggling with anger, worry, and fear. Until one day, this stuff is finally all over. On a date, TBD. I want TBD. Is that new? Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all of our shares, shares, all of our shows air first on LTN Radio. shares, <laughs> Uh, during the actual morning hours, and we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to ltnonair.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable the LTN radio skill on your Echo devices. And then simply ask Alexa, play Love Thy Nerd. And yeah. before we do anything else, <laughs> I've got five random facts for you <laughs> about cotton candy. Yeah. All right. Chris, cover your ears. Oh, it's okay. It's her husband. Maybe this will help. Maybe. maybe. Sure. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, cotton candy was invented in 1897 by Dr. William Morrison, a dentist. <laughs> Dentists come up with the best candy. Right? <laughs> cotton candy was first sold at the St. Louis Fair in 1904 for 25 cents. Cotton candy comes in many different flavors, including bubblegum, banana, chocolate, vanilla, watermelon, and maple syrup. Maple I, syrup flavored cotton candy. I kind of felt that way about the chocolate. like Choc- Oh, yeah. I didn't even register that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I know. Then again, I don't know. The Dr. Pepper one's really good. I don't think I've ever had the Dr. It's Pepper really one. really good. Hmm. It's really good. Interesting. Cotton candy has different names around the world. In England, it's called candy floss. In Australia and Finland, it's called fairy floss. In the Netherlands, it's known as something very difficult to say, spin, <laughs> which means sugar spider. And in France, it's called barbe a papa, which means papa's beard. Papa's beard. Papa's beard. And uh, sugar spider. I like that one. Uh-huh. Sugar spider. Yep. <laughs> and the longest cotton candy was created in July 2009 and measured 1,000. 
400 meters long, about the same length as 13 football fields. Does that sound right? Yeah. 1,400 meters long, same length as 13 football fields. It took six hours to make this gigantic treat. Wow. Um, I really wanted to chime in with the fact of, believe it or not, cotton candy was invented after so-and-so accidentally ate a piece of insulation. And oh, thought, my gosh. Wouldn't it be great if there was a version of this that was sweet and didn't make my tongue itch? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like, I think that would probably kill somebody. <laughs> probably. Because <laughs> isn't it like fiberglass or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's know? exactly what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <sighs> that just reminds me, you know, if you were to eat eat cotton candy... It can, not cotton candy. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> if you were to eat a cotton ball, it can be fatal. Oh gosh, really? Yes, because it will just continue to increase, uh, get larger as it absorbs all of your... There's not a point of... No. It's absorbed as much as it can absorb? Nope. Well, then Elf is a dangerous I movie. know. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. So I just watched it the other night and every single time that I watch it and I watch that scene, I'm always like, oh gosh, oh, he's going to die. He's going to die. Because <laughs> it does make you kind of want to eat a cotton ball when nah. you watch it. <laughs> I hope nobody eats a cotton ball after watching it. Wow. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Well, hey, before we get to our uh, main topic for this hour, we want to remind you that the Back Row Morning Show is now just one of several podcasts in the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. We are the Diet Nerd Show. We don't usually go full nerd, but the rest of our shows do. Today, we want to give you a little taste of one of our shows that hasn't officially premiered with new shows yet here on LTN Radio, but it is often featured during the LTN Rewind. On Monday nights, it's Humans of Gaming. Take a listen to what goes on over there. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm the Chief Executive Nerd with Love That Nerd, and this is Humans of Gaming, um, where we have people that are in the games industry, either video games or board games or otherwise, and just talk to them about their life and who they are as people and get to know them a little bit so that you can get to know them a little bit. And hopefully that creates some empathy and compassion and honestly just genuine love for this culture and the people that are in it. So today's pretty cool because, I mean, maybe it seems a little self-serving, but (laughs) we have April Lynn, who is one of our founders with Love Thy Nerd and is on staff with us doing tons of different stuff. And mm-hmm. we got to chat with her and get to know her a little bit more today. It's also cool because, like, I think sometimes we, the people we know the best, sometimes we just assume we know things about them that we don't actually know because we haven't dug deep enough. So it was cool for me to just learn even more about her story and where she comes from and how how she thinks. Because April is like a really close friend of, of mm-hmm. mine and yours, both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's like a lesson there for us all, I think, probably about just don't assume you know things about the people even like super close to you ask more questions yeah it's crazy i mean i've i've known april lynn for what is it like seven years now you know like i I, the things she said today like i've heard a lot of it but there were still new things that she shared today that i had no idea and i've known her for seven years and worked in close proximity with her and like been really Mm -hmm. good friends with her but you just ask different questions. You'd learn different stuff. Yeah. And some of the people that listen to the podcast will already know April in, but I think this will be a, you'll learn a lot that you didn't know. And, mm-hmm. um, 
also, I think it's just important. We think it's important that, you know, if you're going to participate with what we're trying to do at Love Liner, that you, that we make ourselves available to you and that we, you know, give, give an opportunity for you to get to know the people who make Love Liner move and operate. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of one of our efforts to do that. Hey, Perlin, how are you? Hi, I'm uh, I'm good. So uh, tell us who you are. I know you pretty well, and Chris knows you pretty well. Barely. I think maybe even, I think it's like higher than pretty well, but I just don't know how to like. Yeah, and probably like 90% of the people that listen to this know me pretty quite, well. But quite. for the other 10%, uh, I'm April Lynn. I'm the chief resource nerd at Love Thy Nerd, which means that I do resources. <laughs> um, I help to coordinate, write, and pitch like articles that are resource material education, uh, helpful resource information for our website. Some other stuff too. I wrote um, some curriculum last year for Grow Curriculum that mm-hmm. someday will get published, maybe. <laughs> I think it is published now. Is it? I think so. They didn't tell us anything. Anyways. Yeah, where's our check? No, they did. They emailed us about it. (laughs) Well, then I just ignored their email. So sorry, guys. (laughs) I'll go back and read that now. We'll have to go look and see. I think it's available now, but we should go. We go go check it out. But yeah, it was killer stuff. The stuff that uh, you and I worked on. Uh, Mostly you. Yeah, Drew wrote the uh, kind of message like study portion of it but i wrote a lot of like event curriculum basically a mini convention for churches to run with their youth group that was like all nerd related like a mini comic con or 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 video game show type deal yeah exactly so there was like a sherlock holmes themed uh scavenger hunt type thing like mystery uh which was really cool that i want to play myself (laughs) and i don't even remember what it what it was but it was a whole bunch of different like nerdy themed activity areas where you could do different things like make a pod racer and build a card tower competition uh, play some board games hey so i want to set the record straight for all (laughs) of our thousands tens of thousands of listeners and this is i'm doing this i'm doing this for you april in okay oh no okay so this I want all, everyone to know this woman's name is April Lynn. <laughs> it is not April. That is not her name. And she's too nice and polite to correct you unless she really knows you. And then she will not be nice or polite when she corrects you. <laughs> but her name I, is April Lynn. There you go. I at least set, I don't know, 100 people straight. However many people okay. listen to this. I appreciate it. the goal is to have the return of humans of gaming and it's actually been taking a break for the last several months but it was actually the first podcast in the love thy nerd podcast network until it returns every so often you'll hear classic episodes on monday nights at 5 p.m central for ltn rewind before we get into the depressing and frustrating topic of covid in the next segment let's have some fun in this one and talk about christmas movies yay when post when posted (laughs) It's rough. It's been two weeks, like we said. It's been two weeks since we've actually recorded. It has been. Our tongues are fatter from Thanksgiving. (laughs) It's hard to step over them. (laughs) Wow. Uh, When we posted in our Facebook group, Backrow Baptist Church, and asked, what's the first Christmas movie you watch every year? So, we we got a bit of a surprising list to me. Okay. Uh. 
What did you have you looked at it recently? I you haven't. The poll? Okay. Mm-hmm. What what do you think the number one movie is? Santa Claus. With Tim Allen? Yeah. No? Mm-mm. Not even in the top five. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Elf? It's in the top three. As in it's Sheesh. third. But it's not number one. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. That is way down the list. Really? Yeah, only seven people voted for that. Die Hard. Die Hard is number four with 35 votes. Wow. Okay. Now, my number one is number two on the list, which was Home Alone. I watch that first every year. Me too. But what was number one? Can you guess it? What do we still have? Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> no, uh, it's on here, but it's only got 10 votes. Jingle All the Way. No, no one even wanted to do that one. It has yeah. one vote. Jingle That's All the Way. That's my number two movie. That's like the second movie I watch every year. You don't like Jingle All the Way? No. Uh, I think it's I discover Chris's, this yeah. every year. Yeah, It's, it's Chris's, Chris's favorites. Favorite, right? yeah. yeah. He tried to put it on last night. <laughs> And you threw a shoe at the TV. No. <laughs> so the night before last, he said, what movie do you want to watch? I said, eh, it doesn't matter. Just Christmas movie. Okay, I'm going to put on Christmas Vacation. I was like, oh, okay. That's, I don't really love that one. And then l- last night, what movie do you want to watch? I don't really care. Okay, well, then I'm going to put on Jingle All the Way. Oh, I really don't like that one. He's like, what movies do you like? <laughs> um, so I don't know, number one, Christmas Vacation. Yes. Really? 86 people said that is the first movie they watch every year oh, at Christmas. Okay. Which, I mean, it's a good movie. Yeah. But it is not the first Christmas movie you it, watch. Yeah, right? it's really, yeah. It just feels wrong. That's the movie you watch when it's like three weeks into the Christmas season where you've been oversaturated with Christmas and you're a little bitter about it because actual Christmas is still a week away and you know you got to deal with the waiting and the... Not knowing if you got the right gifts for everybody. Yeah. Just all that. Just, you're just a little sick of it. That's yeah. when you watch Christmas Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Like the very first Christmas movie that I would think I would want to watch is like super sappy, yeah. super excited for Christmas mm-hmm. to get you in the actual Christmas spirit. <laughs> Man. So anyway, here's the list uh, from one down. Uh, I won't go through the whole thing, but we got Christmas Vacation, number one. Number two, Home Alone. Number three, Elf. Number four, Die Hard, which I did not add, but someone else added. (laughs) It's not a Christmas movie. It just takes place on Christmas. Not the same. White Christmas was number five. Uh, which I don't like that movie, but my wife's family likes it a lot. I just don't, I don't, uh, it's that era of movies I yeah. just don't really care for. Hmm. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Santa Claus, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, which also might not really technically be a Christmas movie. Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol, A Charlie ba- Brown Christmas, The Christmas Story after that, Miracle on 34th Street, The Original Grinch, The Jim Carrey Grinch, and then Nightmare Before Christmas uh, all the rest had five or less votes, so I'm not going to go through those. Um, which is sad because there's a lot of good ones in here. Yeah. Do you like Christmas with the Cranks? Mm-hmm. Tim I Allen, do like, I like yeah. that one. Yeah. That's my second favorite Tim Allen Christmas movie. Yeah, that's fair. And then The Grinch, the CG version from 2018. I really like that mm-hmm. movie. I've watched it with my boys like seven times in the two years we've had it. Yeah, I like it's, that movie. It's cute. I like it better than the Jim Carrey version. Yeah. 
Ernest Saves Christmas only got one vote. Have you watched that one? Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Ernest <laughs> fan. Burn, 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 burn. <laughs> so I did notice that my brother-in-law commented and said, where's all the love for Muppet Christmas Carol? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Sweet story that is Chris's second favorite Christmas movie, possibly second. And I found it funny that Nick commented on that because they used to watch it with their mom every year. Mm. And so it's just a sentimental kind of thing. I gotcha. I know. When I comment or when I saw his comment, I was like, oh, (laughs) that's sweet. (laughs) The last one on the list with one vote. I mean, there's several that had one vote, so I can't call this last, but it is the last on the list was Love Actually. Mm. And I've never actually seen this movie. Oh, I saw it when it first came out and that was it. Is it a Christmas movie or is it another Die Hard situation? I think it's it's not a Christmas movie, no, but it takes place at Christmas. Because so. I, I know that was also in like the old, old Navy commercials right now that RuPaul is singing some song and part of it is like, it's our seventh time watching Love Actually. Oh. I'm like, hmm. Okay. I didn't even know that was a Christmas movie yeah. until that commercial. And so... Not, yeah. I I feel like I should watch it. (laughs) It's also Jurassic World should be on the list somewhere, but. Is that Christmas? It is Christmas, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. 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 You're right. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we're going that direction, then Iron Man 3 would also be a Christmas Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, And some people put Harry Potter on here. Oh, yeah. Is there Harry Potter at Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gremlins. I, the yes, I mm-hmm. actually, I was unaware that that took place during Christmas until somebody posted about it mm-hmm. on my Facebook. And I was like, I'm going to need you to explain this because I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. And she said it takes place during Christmas. Oh, okay. Okay. I got it. It's a Christmas toy, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's fair. Um, we're, I'm about to call Kara out. Are you ready? Do it. I found this out during Thanksgiving. Our Texas buddy, Kara. The one... Christmas movie she has not seen ever. Guess it. Elf. Yeah. Really? Yes. I would just pick the most outlandish one. Yeah. How can you not have seen Elf? So her reasoning is legit. It's the same reason that it took me a long time to watch it. She's scared of elves. No. (laughs) We're not big Will Ferrell Ferrell, fans. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so I had to really convince her. It's not... Will Ferrell. It's not a it's, Will Ferrell movie. It's so yeah. not. It's so cute. Really, really sweet. So now I'm hoping that I didn't build it up too much so that when she watches it, she's not like, I'm never taking your recommendation on anything ever again. I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he's, he's an angry elf <laughs> We're going to take a quick break But when we come back Oh dang it I didn't oh, change yeah. this from mm-hmm. last week you didn't. See, Some things never change <laughs> When we come back we are talking about COVID-19 And I know that This is something you've wanted to hear Us talk about we have, we've, we've been refraining from commenting on it All year But uh, we're going to dive in finally but first, five not cool things. Stick around. 
What's up, everybody? I'm Radio Matt, and this is Five Not Cool Things. Number 46, yard gnomes that appear to be mooning me. Number 47, accidentally touching someone's gross gum or booger stuck underneath a restaurant table. Number 48, anyone who defends their rudeness by saying, it's a free country. Number 49, that miniature pool tables don't work like real pool tables. And number 50, making a really good joke at a party and no one hearing it, then trying to decide if you should say it again. So you do finagle a way to say it again, and everyone hears it this time, but no one laughs. Those are five not cool things. But you know what is cool? Supporting your favorite nonprofit ministry. You may have missed Giving Tuesday already, but that's okay. We would still love for you to partner with us here at Love Thy Nerd and LTN Radio. Just visit give.ltnonair.com to help our ministry grow. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo, and we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Stay up to date with our shows and enjoy this amazing mix of music we have playing throughout the show, too. We're going to play a quick round of Who Said It? before we get to our main topic. This time, I've got quotes from James Bond or James T. Kirk. You know who both those characters are? I know who they are. I've not heard a single word spoken by either one of them. <laughs> two leading men, two Lotharios. Other than Bond, one, James Bond. One is a secret agent with a license to kill. One is a captain of a starship exploring the universe. I'll read the quote. Mo's going to guess which is which. You can play along at home. This one is timed. We've got 20 quotes in five minutes to answer them all. Uh, <laughs> you've really never watched a James Bond movie? No. Or a Star Trek movie or TV show? I've watched and watched are two very different things. I have been in the room when they have been playing, <laughs> but I have not watched any of it. Okay. Well, this is going to be interesting. 20 quotes. Here we go. No, some men just don't like to be taken for a ride. Bond. Correct. Love sometimes expresses itself in sacrifice. Kirk. Correct. They say you're judged by the strength of your enemies. Kirk. Wrong. I always enjoyed learning a new tongue. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) Kirk. No. What? No small talk? No chit-chat? That's the trouble with the world today. No one takes the time to do a really sinister interrogation anymore. It's a lost art. That's a long quote. <laughs> uh, Bond. Correct. Hang on tight and survive. Everybody does. Kirk. Correct. Well, I like to do some things the old-fashioned way. Mm, Kirk. Wrong. <laughs> As you can see, I have no problem with female authority. Bond. Correct. You either believe in yourself or you don't. Kirk. Correct. Why is it that people who can't take advice always insist on giving it? It's a good quote. 
Uh, Kirk. Nope. The Chinese have a saying: before you get, before you set out on revenge, you first dig two graves. Bond. Correct. How we deal with death is at least as important as how we deal with life. Bond. Wrong. Wrong. There are certain things men must do to remain men. Kirk. Correct. In my business, you prepare for the unexpected. Hmm. Kirk. Nope. A balance of power, the trickiest, most difficult, dirtiest game of them all, but the only one that preserves both sides. Kirk. Correct. Death, destruction, disease, horror. That's what war is all about. That's what makes it a thing to be avoided. Oh, man. (laughs) Bond. Oh, no. A little suffering is good for the soul. Bond. No. Wow. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. (laughs) Bond. No. (laughs) You know, the greatest danger facing us is ourselves and a rational fear of the unknown. Also a good quote. Kirk. Yes. Visionaries. Psychiatric wards are full of them. Kirk. No. Uh You got 50%. Hey. 10 out of 20 for uh, two characters you know nothing about. Yeah. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I'm I'm going to consider that a win for you. Thanks. That was real good. Pat on my back. (laughs) There are a few of those I didn't know. Really? I guessed along with you and was wrong. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, well then, that makes me feel a little better, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm really upset at you, though. (laughs) I'm sorry. Because number one, Star Trek is one of my favorite things. Uh, But number two, you you need to at least watch GoldenEye. The best James Bond movie of all time. Need? Need. It's a need. That's a really big word. <laughs> there are a lot of things I need in life. I'm not certain James Bond is one of them. <laughs> uh, all right. So we know that it's everybody's favorite topic. Uh, and you know how I Certainly know. Certainly mine. <laughs> you know how I know? How? Because I've gone back and counted from March of this year how many shows we've done that have focused on the coronavirus. And we've done 23 of them. So this is part 24 of our 76-part series on the COVID crisis. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh, goodness. All well, right, then. so New Mexico. We, we've kind of been complaining about this off and on throughout the last few weeks, last few months. Mm-hmm. New Mexico, uh, two weeks ago, or rather two weeks before Thanksgiving, came out with like, hey, governor came out we're gonna do a tight shutdown for two weeks everything that's non-essential is going to close every essential business is going to have a 25 percent or 75 person limit whichever one is smaller uh very very just you know stay home it's it's it was like tighter than the original lockdown that we had the 15 days to slow the spread like Mm -hmm. we're we're going hard on these two weeks to try and reset what's going on Everyone's like, okay, this stinks, but we can deal with two weeks. And so those two weeks came, and we saw like a bunch of lines outside of every single grocery store in New Mexico. Yep. Like you can go Google all the photos that have been documented, uh, time, date, place, all over New Mexico lines. Our governor was asked about them on a news uh, cycle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. replied, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's yeah. a 
GOP talking point. It's not really happening. I mean, totally is. We, we, we have all now stood in multiple lines trying to get into every single grocery store, except for the one right across the street from us here where we're recording, because nobody goes there for some reason. I know. And they have a, like a 56-person limit, not 70, 75. And yeah. I've never waited in line there. Nope. So they're a little more expensive, but hey, we get in, get out. Uh, but anyhow, uh, that, that happened two weeks. Anyway, we all griped about it, but it'll be over. Then... As those two weeks were coming up, we were informed, okay, here's how we get back to a good place. We've got to lower our case rate in each county down to less than eight people per 100,000. Less than eight new cases a day per 100,000. And that gets us to yellow, which allows businesses to open up slightly more but not a whole lot. Uh, we currently get about 33 a day in our county, and it's about the same in every other county in New Mexico. The entire state is red. There was a uh, statistician and, and somebody else involved in, in these decisions who got interviewed about it, and he said, realistically, it's going to take 20 to 30 weeks for any county in New Mexico to even get to yellow, mm-hmm. which that's, you know, about half a year. Yeah. That's that's summer of next year. Uh, and so the two weeks is actually six months mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Yeah. And even once we get to yellow, it still only opens up, I think, to 35 percent or 125 people at max, mm-hmm. which again, Walmart before this could have, I think, up to like 461 people in there at any given time. Mm-hmm. And so that would only be about a quarter of that. And then the green level is just 50%. Mm-hmm. So there's no level above green. Right. Meaning there's no never returning to normal. Exactly. We're closed down... Uh, uh, New Mexico as a state actually currently gets 4,741 cases uh, per 100,000 people a day right now. That's our our average. The uh, Which sounds terrible. It's like, oh, of course, yes, we should shut down. But then we got to look at Florida. Florida has zero restrictions, mm-hmm. really, right now. And there are no lockdowns. Uh, there's a few little health orders, whatever, but it's nothing like this. They've been pretty much wide open for, I think going on two months now, long enough that we would see, you know, adverse reactions or whatever. Right. I said, our, our rate right now in New Mexico is 4,741 cases per hundred thousand. Florida's right now is 4,694 cases per 100,000. Slightly less than us, but about on par with us mm-hmm. being completely closed down. Mm-hmm. And even before this two weeks, we weren't wide open. Right. We were still pretty closed down. Um, but case by case, comparatively, we're pretty much right on par with Florida, which is wide open. Mm-hmm. So, again, then the problem might become, well, maybe it's a coast thing. Maybe the coast has a, you know 
being on the water makes it a little different, different climate, different temperature. Maybe the virus doesn't spread as easily. And so let's compare to California. California uh, has a seven-day rolling average of 36.5 new cases per 100,000 people a day. Okay. Florida has a rolling average of 36.5 new cases per 100,000 people per day. Well, then. California is also maybe the most locked down state in the nation right now. They are in the ex- and they have been for months, mm-hmm. for the whole year, really. And they're doing the exact same level of new cases. And, you know, and that's the same with deaths and everything else. It's, it's pretty much the same across the board for Florida and California. One being completely shut down with curfews and all this, eating Thanksgiving outside while wearing a mask between bites, and Florida being go live your life, try to be safe. Yeah. Wear a mask when you can. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, these aren't like weirdo fringe website talking numbers. These are New York Times, like from this week, mm-hmm. reported. <clears throat> so what's going on, Mo? Let me, I want to hear your thoughts on those. I don't, I, I, mm. <laughs> I don't have thoughts. <laughs> I have stopped I refuse to thinking. have thoughts. I have just turned my brain off. Right. So <laughs> one of the one of the things that you know you have to be careful about right now is you don't want to be too callous about things. Yes. yes, people are dying of this. It is clear that that is happening and it is tragic. But you also have to look at it from a wide angle lens. When it comes to, but what's really causing it and what's going to fix it? Mm -hmm. Currently, it doesn't seem like lockdowns are doing much good of anything when it comes to any real change to what's happening on a more massive scale. Mm -hmm. And this was uh, this was this was something weird that happened last week, and I don't know if you've caught this or not. But uh, it also appears that despite the coronavirus being a a massive threat here in America, at least, the number of people dying per year has not really changed. Mm -hmm. Like, it hasn't upped our numbers. Uh, And what was weird about this was that this was a report, a study published, by Johns Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And then like less than a day later, they took the article off the website. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> they self-censored themselves. <laughs> not because it was misinformation, not because it was wrong, because it wasn't, but because they don't want people to see that and think, oh, okay, well, then this isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Walk out. That becomes this whole keep them afraid so they'll comply kind of mentality. That's what it, that's what it implies anyway, mm-hmm. which is scary. Yeah. Like I am not a person up until this year. I am not a person that has ever put any stock in conspiracy theories. Not once. And this year has wrecked me. Yeah. When it comes to that. In many places, all year long, like this seems 
super suspicious. What is going on and why is nobody talking about it? I know. Who has the authority? Like, in why isn't the news actually covering this from this angle, that angle, all that kind of stuff? So, yeah, last week, John Hopkins University published a now-deleted article explaining a study examining the effects of the novel coronavirus on the United States death toll using data from the CDC. Uh, Genevieve Bryan, the assistant program director of the Applied Economics Master's Degree Program at Johns Hopkins, determined in a study that there have been 1.7 million deaths in the U.S. between March 2020 and September 2020, uh, 12% of which, which is roughly 200,000, caused by or coronavirus-related, uh, which includes people that died that had it, but that might not have been the main cause, but they had it, and it's kind of counted. Uh, Brian posits that uh, the only way to understand the significance of the U.S. coronavirus death rate is by comparing it to the number of total deaths in the country. And uh, she noted that between 50,000 and 70,000 deaths are seen both before and after the emergence of the virus, meaning that according to her analysis, coronavirus has had no effect on the percentage of total deaths of older people, nor has it increased the total number of deaths in any category. Hmm. And you might think, well, that doesn't really make any sense. Like, how can we have 200,000 more deaths in America and it not affect the overall death numbers? Well, that's when you go look at the numbers of how many people have died from the flu or several other like complicating factors. The numbers are so low compared to every other year. Mm-hmm. Like unstatistically, like not possible, not possible statistical change mm-hmm. way down because all of them are being counted, are being as, counted COVID. as COVID. Mm-hmm. Even people who get in car accidents mm-hmm. <laughs> and happen to have COVID. Yes, it's counted as a COVID death. COVID. And in many cases, uh, it's been reported, if it just looks like they may have had COVID, no matter what a reason a person has passed away, typically not in a hospital, if it looks like they were sick, they just assume that was probably a COVID death and they'll mark it that way without testing of any kind. And... So because of that, all those other cases are really, really low, and the coronavirus cases are really, really high. And see, that's when we also get into another conspiracy theory of, well, why are they doing that? And it could just be, we're just being, you know, overly cautious, and we're making sure that we've got, uh, we're erring on the side of caution, erring on the high side uh, to have a a more accurate, you know, you want to be wrong in the right direction, essentially, you know, want to be wrong on the side of safety as opposed to the side of uh, being too lux or lux, lax, lax on the safety. But then there are other people who are like, well, uh, hospitals get specific funding for coronavirus cases. And they're also hurting because nobody else is coming in for anything but coronavirus now. A lot of hospitals have been empty most of the year because of this. And so let's mark them all as coronavirus cases. We get more funding. That's been the rumor that I've heard going around. I'm not saying that that's happening everywhere. I'm just saying that's what's been floating around as well. Other conspiracies uh, are just political in theory, that this is being driven up on purpose to make 
one political party look bad or another. And that's happening all over the world. Uh, <laughs> Mo's just looking at me like, I don't want to be here. And she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't want to be here. She doesn't want to be talking about this. I don't want to be talking about this, frankly. But I'm going insane. <laughs> and honestly, that's why I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> I don't want to go insane. I have to get it out, Mo. I I understand. I do. I it, But it is a fine line for me where I'm like... I can't. I am getting to the point to where I am like going to chew off somebody's head. <laughs> um, and I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, another fun thing was that. Uh, fun. Fun. Super fun. <laughs> Several months ago, uh, our, our president was, was touting that. China is lying about their recovery numbers, saying, look, you can even see the chart that China released is like how many a day they had a lot, they had a lot. And then suddenly they hit five. They're having five new cases a day. And then it was just five Mm -hmm. every day for 30 days. It didn't fluctuate one or the other up and down once they hit that day. And it's just five going on. So that does that can't happen. It cannot be they get exactly five every single day once they reach that point. They're basically saying, you know, they cured it. They released all these, you know, pictures of hospital workers going home and mm-hmm. all this, like, we've cured coronavirus in China. Trump said they're lying. And the media gave it no quarter. Like, Absolutely not. We're just a failure as a country. Like three days ago, CNN came out. Breaking news. It's been discovered that China may have been lying about their COVID recovery numbers months ago. As if nobody ever heard this theory yet. <laughs> this is probably... This is the stuff I can't, I can't understand. I, I, absolutely. But I feel like it's been like that since March. Yes. I have not been able to understand... of everything that's been said since March. We're living in a cuckoo clock. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I I mean, it comes down to the thing that we mentioned a minute ago, the the fear tactic, the keep them afraid and I'd say even confused. So they'll do what we say, Mm -hmm. which could have good intentions behind it, because sometimes we do that with our own kids. You know, just just trust me kind of kind of mentality. There's a lot. It's hard to explain. Just trust me and do what I say. And I can get that. I don't want all this information out there that seems conflicting or whatever. But then they go around and present the conflicting information all year long. They will tout Dr. Fauci or the World Health Organization or the CDC when they're saying things that seem to coincide with what they want to be done. But then when those same people say things that differ from what they say, they don't cover it or they don't talk about it or they don't mention it. Dr. Fauci has said that, you know, schools should be open and these massive long-term lockdowns really aren't going to be of any benefit. They don't cover that part. No, of course they don't. But they cover all the other stuff like maybe we shouldn't have Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I, I don't understand. It's never been more apparent in my life that 
mainstream news is not actually like unbiased. Any any version, Republican, liberal, conservative, uh, Democrat, all of them lean heavily in one direction or the other. Sure. There is no such thing as unbiased news anymore. No, there's not. <laughs> I don't think that there ever really was. Probably not, but it's just never been so obvious. Like, it's like they're not even hiding it anymore. And we're, we won't even get into the political stuff when it gets around that. But it's just, it's, it's, they wear it on their sleeves now. Like, let's just not be, let's just be uh, honest with who we are by only reporting news that we approve of. So can I just say something with a disclaimer that I'm not a very political person. Mm -hmm. I don't follow the news. I don't follow politics super closely or religiously. Um, so what I'm going to say comes from kind of a, uh, I'll say an uneducated <laughs> standpoint. Okay. Okay. I, I, okay. Being an overanalyzer, I've thought like 50,000 different theories as to why this is all going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. And truly, I think that there's a little bit of all those theories in there. I think that a lot of people are benefiting from all of this. Um, people that we will never get to meet or shake hands with or, yeah. or no, you know, um, Might we're certainly, know they exist. right. We're certainly not the people that are benefiting from it. <laughs> but, um, I do think, you know, the part of it that seems political to me is what is the one thing that America, every, every presidential year, every presidential election year, they talk about debt, right? The debt of our country, how yeah. much debt our country is in. In four years, have you really heard about the debt of our country? Mm -mm. As With Trump as president, and I will say that is the one thing that I said four years ago when he was elected in, I was like, if anything, this will be good for our budget as a country. This will be good. You know, maybe we'll get out of debt. And for four years, we haven't heard anything about the debt of our country. And now all of this is happening. Businesses are closed. Hospitals are hurting. What's going to end up happening? Our country's going back into debt. As we speak, well, and who are yeah. who are the it, right? But. <laughs> but who are they going to end up blaming for all of this? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's all going to go right back to Trump, <laughs> even though it was at the end of his term. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All going to go, and so to me, that's the only really political, and I shouldn't say only really political. But that's the thing that's popped out to you. To me, recently. the most. It's yeah. like. Okay, for four years, we haven't heard anything about it. We haven't heard anything about how our country is in crisis because of our debt. And I think that that's largely due to the fact that Trump was president for four years. You know, he didn't take a paycheck. Yeah, he didn't take a paycheck. Uh, I think it's also partially because both sides really wanted to spend a lot of money this, <laughs> this term. I mean... <laughs> I saw a video talking about how there's going to be a lot of Republicans who go back to caring again about the national debt after 
the inauguration day. Yeah. And this was put out by a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, you're right. I haven't heard about the national debt in a long time. That's the, the Democrats thing. aren't going to talk about it because they want to spend even more than the Republicans do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't uh, know. I mean, yeah. It's all, it's all, it's really been a disheartening year for. Believing in our leadership and believing in the people that we trust to give us information. I mean, I know every every election and every news cycle um, throughout the time throughout time, as I've been an adult, has been up and down and and slightly more disheartening over time the way things are handled. But it's like this this last four years is just a societal implosion. Like we really did become a country on the verge of another civil war. Mm-hmm. Which is insane to think about. And it's all based on politics. Mm-hmm. One way or another, it all comes down to politics. Yeah. The virus, the social justice stuff, in the end, the actual fight boils down to politics, one side versus the other, and who's leading the country and who's going to do, do, do what about what, or who's going to promise to do what about what. And I, I was actually kind of terrified that Trump might win again, because there were already pallets of bricks delivered to big cities. Mm-hmm. And you saw like all the big cities boarding up all their windows mm-hmm. the week before the election. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's third world country dictator kind of stuff where you have to be afraid of your country uproar over an election. Yeah. And I'm not saying that Trump is a dictator. I'm just saying that that is the kind of of uh, crap that happens in places where that stuff's really going on. When mm-hmm. there really is a dictator destroying the government and changing all the rules, Donald Trump really hasn't done that. Donald Trump hasn't done any like terrible thing that he's been charged with. No, the worst thing <laughs> that he's done is his Twitter. Yes. That's <laughs> that is what everybody is all up in arms over. Uh, things that he's done in his past, things that he's said and posted on Twitter. I I have a really difficult time rationalizing that state of mind to just hate someone for their past and for what they say on social media. Yeah. I it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean I understand not liking the guy as a person, which I still don't really like the guy as a person. <laughs> but the 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 results of what he did was pretty clear. Mm-hmm. Like he accomplished a lot of really good things that he doesn't get any real credit for. Mm-hmm. He's the first president in like our lifetime to not start a new war. Mm-hmm. First president, at least in, in 25, 30 years to not start a new war, actually bringing troops home. Yeah. Which is something that many politicians have been crying for since the Iraq war began. And as soon as Trump started doing it, then the response became, well, now those countries are going to, like, fall back into dictatorships. So way to go. Yeah. 
It's like nothing he could have done. He did several things that, like, Democrats have been wanting to do for years. But when he did them, suddenly they became terrible things. Mm -hmm. The COVID crisis hit. You constantly saw him getting either berated for not being hard enough on the country and being more restrictive or being too hard because all the businesses are failing. Mm -hmm. How can both sides be his fault? Yeah. You know? But that's the way we were, that's what we were in. And that's really where this conspiracy theory stuff has started. And that's why I feel like he started to look like he wasn't taking it seriously anymore. You're like, look, it doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. You guys are going to report it exactly one direction. Mm -hmm. And so it's all going to be put back on me, despite the fact that I've done probably the best anybody could do in this situation. Mm -hmm. Like he did. Locked down the country from travel from China in January and was called a racist for doing so mm -hmm. by our Democratic leaders. And again, I know there are probably plenty of Democrats that listen to Love Thy Nerd and the show. We're not trying to bash that ideology, that uh, worldview, that political party. Not at all. I am not a Republican mm -hmm. or a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But I am seeing what is happening and thinking this is nuts the yeah. way we're reacting. It is nuts that we're not taking things with a grain of salt anymore. Just as long as it agrees with our opinion, we're all in. As long as the results are in our favor, let's cheat. As long as all these things are going in our direction, we're all for it. We're not going to question it. We're going to actually promote it. We're going to say that it's definitely 100% the truth, and we're not going to give any opposing view a second of spotlight to get their thoughts out. That's happened with the coronavirus all year long. We've had doctors who have seen the coronavirus up close, who have studied infectious diseases, completely censored and removed from social media. We have seen videos removed. We have seen the rise of the fact check. Used to, you had to go to Snopes to find a fact check it's about true. anything. It's true. Now it is on literally every post about literally every controversial subject, and it always leans in one direction, even when there are many questions in multiple sides. It's just sad. That yes. <laughs> and yes. I don't know what we do about it. That's the thing. That to me that is what's most sad is realizing how out of control we as a people are. Mm -hmm. You know, we I that that's the thing that makes me want to go sit in a corner and cry. Yeah. To be completely honest because it's just what does our future look like from here? Right. Like the only option that we've come up with is leave Facebook, leave Twitter, and go to Parler. And that's not a viable option. That's just, what is that doing, guys? <laughs> it's not Seriously, doing it's not doing anything. <laughs> let's put our brain power to work and let's actually do something. Nobody wants a MeWe account. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. I don't even like to say MeWe, okay? It's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> Not picking one side or the other, though. I just I hope that at the end of the day, at least our listeners can just sit down and have an open, honest conversation about what's happening, mm -hmm. you know, without going into the conversation um, ready to argue or ready to be offended. Just go into the conversation ready to listen to the other side. And then guess what? If you have to walk away from the conversation and say, I need to go 
read about this or I need to go look up something, you know, and then come back to the conversation, do that. That's okay. You don't have to have all the answers or know all the things right away. Let's just respect each other enough to say, I hear you. I see you. I don't always agree with you, but we're going to figure this out together. That's all that we can do at this point. Agreed. Can we just like come together and take it down? (laughs) (laughs) And by it, I'll let you choose whether I mean Corona or something else. (laughs) Uh, You want to hear one last conspiracy theory? No. This is my own conspiracy theory. I so don't. (laughs) What's your theory? So the news broke this week that once Biden is inaugurated... His first act is going to be to mandate a hundred days of masks. Wear masks across the nation for a hundred days. And that's going to prove that it'll slow the spread. But what doctors are already saying is that this will get worse in the colder months and get better in the warmer months. A hundred days after Inauguration Day will put us right in summer or right in late spring. Yeah. And so, yeah, the coronavirus is going to lessen, and we'll also have, like, vaccines being pretty spread out by then. But it's going to appear like, hey, see what we did? Masks were the 100% best thing. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. Bank on it. I will say it is such a weird time that we are living in where masks are the new hottest accessory <laughs> did you see the the like pearl encrusted diamond encrusted thing that oh, i don't remember it's one of the companies like gucci or whatever has come out with that's like a hundred dollars not surprised <laughs> i'm not surprised Karen and i on one of our many shopping excursions i left a mask at the house and she was like oh i've got one in my purse hands it to me not at all covid safe whatever of course I don't not. care nobody <laughs> nobody not a single person on this planet is wearing their masks the exact right way. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. I'm just saying I took my friend's used mask yeah. that had been sitting in her purse for who knows how long. Yeah, but I'm just saying everybody's got that mentality. Yeah. But she pulls it out and hands it to me, and I'm like, oh, this is super cute. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Seriously? I am talking about a stupid mask as if it's a pair of shoes or a pair of earrings. This is super cute. Where'd you get it from? Aw. No. This is dumb. And then we walk into Kohl's, and they've got this stand of all the masks. And I'm like, oh, these could be good stocking. No, they're not going to be stocking stuffers. I'm not buying my kids stocking stuffers. No. Absolutely. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, what is happening? Gosh. No, I agree with you. Remember when I got you that mask based on Backrow Radio and how yeah. fun of a gift it was? It was. And now it really just... Every time I see mine, I'm just like, I'm not going to wear that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, can we be done? hate it. Can we be done? Yes, please. I got it off my chest. Okay, good. We can be done. All right. We're going to take one more break. (laughs) Don't go anywhere because when we come back, more COVID news. No, I'm kidding. Uh, We will share our latest Twitter poll about Die Hard. More background morning show to come. Stick around. (laughs) 
What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we talked about Christmas movies earlier in the show, and of course, Die Hard was on that list. We took to Twitter to ask, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? So, what do you think? Yes or no? Those um, are our two answers. I'm going to say more people said yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was a given, but give me the ratio. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say... 86% of people said yes. <laughs> That's really close. We had 74.1 to 25.9. So okay. two-thirds believe it's a Christmas movie. Okay. And one-third is right. So. <laughs> you know, I will say I probably lean more on the side of it's not. What what was Bubba and Anna's argument? They said it's a... Uh, Oh, gosh. A Christmas movie versus a, like, a Christmas-themed movie. Okay. Like, a Christmas movie is uh, at least partially about Christmas, while a Christmas-themed movie is just a movie set during Christmas time. But the story itself isn't really driven by Christmas at all. Okay. I feel like there's a different word that they use because I think it me, was a different word, but okay. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I was going to say, because Christmas theme still seems... It does seem, yeah. Christmas... Or Christmas a ho- set? Holiday set or a holiday? Yeah. Holiday? I don't know. Anyway. But my description was correct anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think, honestly, if I'm being honest with myself, I would say that Die Hard is a holiday movie, not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Along with Jurassic World... I have never seen Gremlins, so I can't say Gremlins. <laughs> I've never seen it either. <laughs> <laughs> but those kind of movies, and it's always been my argument just for the fun of poking at people. It was set at Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. But I I see the argument, <laughs> the validity. Yeah. Iron Man 3, the only thing you could say made it a Christmas movie was that he got her a gift that she hated, the giant bunny, and he made ornaments into like little bombs for when he had to infiltrate that stronghold mm-hmm. with stuff that he bought at the Lowe's department store. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, that's at least more Christmas themes than Jurassic World. That's true. That's true. All right, Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Verse for the day is Ephesians 5, 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Have you noticed that since we've switched over to the new format and the new show and you're always the one to read the verse, that you don't mess it up anymore? 
It was like every other week you and I would take them and we would both mess them up like mm-hmm. almost every time. Mm-hmm. But like since we've done this, I don't think you fumbled them maybe once. I don't know why you got to say stuff. <laughs> I'm saying it's a good thing. No, I know. But now watch. Watch. <laughs> Jinxed. Jinx now, forever. Uh-huh. Forever. <laughs> for the rest of forever. Great. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all that we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, please visit give.ltnradio.com. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the social Socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor back row Baptist church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the back row morning show on Spotify, Apple podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review something along the lines of you don't even need to wear a face mask to listen. We'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN radio at 7am central with an encore at 9am. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. Oi, I don't want to deal with a mask anymore. (laughs) Remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd.